Rami, and this is Workplace Side Hug. Side hugs are short, sweet, and to the point mini episodes where we give you quick advice or workplace hacks to get what you need, hopefully, right when you need it. No matter what kind of hug we're giving you, the goal is always the same. Help us build our workplace toolkit with a whole lot of empathy without a whole new degree. And this week, Shannon, I think is going to be um, a pretty interesting one, which is... And it, you, you had told me earlier that you wanted to talk to me about something, but you didn't specify what you wanted to talk to me about. So what what are we talking about this week? <laughs> this week we're talking about how to inspire others to action. So how can we give you some quick tidbits uh, that you can take and run with? Whether it's like that pain in the rear coworker that you're trying to get to like do a thing with you on this project, or if it, you're a leader of a team or um, that cross-functional team partner that you just can't seem to get inspired and on the same page with you. We're going to be talking about some quick, fast tips related to that. Well, and I think, too, it's it's all the different avenues that Chan's talking about. It could be inspiring um, yourself, your team, a coworker. It could be um, a partner. It could be your friend group. Like, I think it's yeah. it's how you get everyone behind something and start running. I forgot about the inspiring yourself piece. Yes, that applies too. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's it's all aspects, right? So if you don't have a team, it's like, how do you inspire like your coworkers? Yep. Or how do you inspire yourself? Or how do you inspire like your family group or your friend group? It it I think it takes place in all sorts of avenues of our lives. So Shannon, what's our first piece of advice here? Yeah. So um, my first tip here is how can you meet them or yourself if it's you where wherever you or they are in the stages of change. So stages of change is like a nerdy psych concept, but let's simplify it into just like three stages in particular to laser in on. You could be in the phase where you are contemplating making a change, where you are preparing to make a change, or where you are ready to act on making a change. Okay, let's go through those one more time. So three phases are contemplating change, which is like you're thinking about it. Yep. Preparation is, I've thought about it, I want to do it, now I need to figure out how I want to do it. Yep. And then action is, I'm literally doing the change that I thought about and planned out. Yes, exactly, exactly. So I think when it comes to inspiring others to like act or or do something different, we've got to reality check ourselves or them into where they might be or where we are in the phases of change and meet them where they are, you know? So like if the person, if you think somebody's in the contemplation phase, there might be more of like reflection happening or talking with them in conversation about it or trying to cultivate awareness for them of like what needs to maybe be changed. If they're in the preparation phase, it might be incorporating in more experimentation of like, we're going to try some things out. If they're in the action phase, it's like straight up, let's, let's do the darn thing, if mm-hmm. you will. So being thoughtful about that. I like that. Rami, what is your tip? So I'm going to revert us back to episode 26, which is start with why. And my tip is really make sure you start with why. And I will tell you my piece of advice is, so in the in the phase of doing things, in the same way there's the contemplate, prepare, action, there's the why, the how, and then the what. And I will tell you from my own experience, having done this and failed at it a lot of times, is anytime you start with the what, you don't get people on board to do it. So if I come to you, Shannon, and I say, hey, we need to do this thing. 
And you yeah. could say, okay, but why are we doing this thing? Yes. And it's like, oh, okay, I should have started with that. Because if I come to you and say, look, Shannon, um, our stores are out of stock on a few things. And so we need to give them a list of all the things that are out of stock. You're going to say, okay, cool. That sounds annoying. I don't really want to do that. Yep. But if I come to you, because that's, that's the what. If I come to you with, here's, um, the stores are having issues being out of stock. And it's, it's driving them a lot of extra workload because they're expecting things to come in. They're planning time for that. And they're not able to fill the, the shelves. Yep. Also, the customers are coming in expecting to purchase that thing. And it's also not there. And so we're not only um, frustrating our, our own team members, but we're also frustrating our the, the people coming in to purchase things. And if I say, okay, that's, that's our why. The important piece of that is, okay, so how do we fix that? And what are we going to do? And I think together we can come up with a solution for that because we both now have anchored against the why. But if I come to Shannon and say, we need to fix this. Here's what we're going to do. It's a lot harder for Shannon to get energized or motivated to do that thing. There is no, at that point, there's no inspiration to action. There is a forceful, uh, forceful, forcefulness to action. Truly, truly. And what I love most about this one is a couple of things, a lot of things, but what I'll focus on here is like to start with why is like starting with the emotion, you know, and not in a manipulative way, but just starting with the thing that like people actually care about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we can focus on that. And then I think the point that you made of and then co-create the solution together versus if we start with the what and go out of order of what, how, why instead of why, how, what we've already just determined what the action is going to be and people are already probably less inspired or motivated because they weren't a part of the creation process. Well, and I think the thing for this a lot of times too, is you'll have a leader come to you and say, your teams need to go do this. You'll say, okay, well that's the, that's the, that's the what, but if we, if the only thing we're focused on is an, a specific outcome, there's probably a hundred different hows to get there. And so even though your your leader is telling you, you guys have to do this specific thing, there's probably other ways of delivering against that specific outcome that if you sit down with your team or your coworkers, whoever it is, and you start with why and say, here's why we're doing this thing. And honestly, if your leader doesn't give you a good why, ask them. Yeah. Like, what? Like, let's go back. Why, why are we doing this thing? Yes. And I think a lot of times that can be seen as like a defensive question. But it's also like a, a motivation question of like, we're not robots. Something is going to motivate us. And, and why are we doing this thing? Understanding from them, if it's not, if it's not transparent, will help you motivate your team. Because I think a lot of times bad leaders will say, okay, here's the thing, go do the thing. Yeah. And, and you need to take that for your own team and say, okay, we're going to start with why we're going to work together on the how and the what, and then we're going to execute against it. And because we have a, a pretty okay why that's kind of focused on empathy and then our how and our what we came up with as a group, we're much more motivated to deliver against that thing. And we're much more willing to, to do that. And if it gets frustrating, we'll pivot together and we'll be frustrated together. But it's not like Rami came and said, we have to do this thing this specific way. And we don't know why we're doing it. Yes, yes, yes. I think this can also be helpful. As you were talking, I was thinking about 
um, a lot of my clients who can sometimes put a lot of pressure on themselves to come up with the solution on their own, you know? Mm -hmm. And can we just like cut the crap on that? (laughs) Because that is in its very nature, sometimes actually very demotivating. If you're a part of a team, if you're the one saying like, Oh, I'm just going to determine the, the, the how and the what of this. Mm -hmm. No, don't do that. And also take your superhero cape off, honey. Like you don't need to do that. That's actually not very inspiring. So permission to try a different way and experiment with starting with why instead and co-creating together. Well, and I like that too, because I think when your leader comes to you and says, we need to do this thing, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to find the solution to how do we get to that thing, the Mm -hmm. how and the what. Mm -hmm. And I think to Shannon's point, the permission there is you have smart people. You have a team that wants to do this. So let's all do it together, right? Like let's let's leverage their own different brains and their own diversity of thought. But also if we come to a solution together as a group, we're all going to be much more motivated to deliver against that thing. And at the end of the day, look, if you're a good leader, you're not doing a lot of the work. And so let the team who's doing a lot of the work come up with the solution. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so then the last tip that we're going to wrap with is related to the why as well, but maybe on more of a person to person level. Uh, And this is all about getting in what I'm calling or made up at this moment of their center of care. So this other person that you're trying to motivate to action, what do they really care about? in their life, in their work, in their career. And I have a couple examples here just to illustrate the broad spectrum that you might be engaging with. Uh, I can remember when I led a team of nine and there was one person on the team who really didn't give a crap about advancing her career at that point. That just wasn't the most important thing in her life at this time in her life. The most important thing to her was work-life balance. So how I'm choosing to motivate someone or inspire someone to action on work-life balance is going to look different than, say, second team member who really cared and loved it when senior leaders talked about her and all the cool things she was doing. Like for me to basically sit in a one-on-one with her and say, oh, yeah, our senior director and I were talking about you and dot, 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 like immediately engaged in the dialogue and the conversation. And then flip the script one more time to a different employee that I had who really wanted to be known and in like identity kind of way as somebody who is highly innovative and disruptive in in like a positive Ooh. way towards innovation. Yeah. So think about it. Work-life balance. Our senior leaders talking about me and am I being inv- innovative and disruptive? Three very different centers of care. Yeah. And so even if I'm trying to motivate them all to tackle the same big project or thing that we need to work on, how can I be tailoring and personalizing the message? to say why it's going to be helpful for them to focus to care about this thing too, based on work-life balance, based on this leader talking about them, based on them getting to be innovative and create a new way of us managing through this process. I really like that. And I think it, it, it harkens back to that empathy approach, right? Like you want to meet people where they're at, but then you want to get to their center of care and really motivate them in the right ways. And I think having to approach three different people in three different ways is part of the fun of leading a team is like trying to work with different people. Cause if you had, if you had a team of eight people who are all identical, then you're not leading a team so much as you're regurgitating the same feedback eight times. But I think having eight different people to lead is, is a really um, inspiring thing. And it also is like a very 
challenging thing, but mm-hmm. challenging hopefully in a good way. Like if you want to be leading a team, hopefully those are the, the challenges that you're looking for. So I think that's right on. It's like, how do you help them get inspired in their own way? Yes. Yes. You're getting me inspired just thinking that again, because that was probably my favorite part of leadership was like, yeah, like I got to personalize, <laughs> got it. Like they're a puzzle piece, but I got to make uh-huh. them all come together in a beautiful yeah. way. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's summarize it again for you here. Our top three tips on how to inspire folks to action. First, meet them where they are in the stages of change. Second, always be mindful to start with why before you move into how and what and co-create in the how and what pieces of the problem. Uh, and then lastly is meet them where they are as well in whatever is their center of care, the thing that's most important to them. I love it. So with that, we'd love to know how you inspire others to action um, through connecting with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. And with that, I've been Rami. And I've been Shannon. And this was Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.